Did you ever have sex and you're like, I just want to get it over with? Just get to the point already, right? Just hurry up and get it over with. I mean, first of all, I know that if you've been in any kind of a long-term situation, once or twice in your life, you might've experienced this. And that we can all agree, that feeling of just get to the point, just, just get it over with is actually an indicator that that's some pretty bad sex, or at least not very fun or enjoyable, right? Nobody who's having great sex is going, I wish this would end quicker right? Just get it over with. We're enjoying all the little pit stops. Now, why in the hell am I talking about sex, good sex and bad sex whenever this is actually a video called how to tell an addict or an alcoholic you want to get a divorce? Because you might be thinking, just get to the point, just tell me how to say the thing, but that's not the, that's, that's, that's a bad video. That's bad, a bad lesson. That's not a good teaching. A good teaching today is going to be like that good sex where it's going to make pit stops. It's going to stop in places you didn't know you wanted me to stop in. It's going to have you um, in places where you didn't know you needed to go, but always needed to be. And it's it's going to take you on little twists and turns throughout because when we just get to the point, we miss the most important parts along the journey. So I'm not going to just give you the dialogue to say, because that's not what you really need to know. You don't need to know how to say, I want a divorce. I want a divorce. It's four words. It's pretty straightforward. It's pretty simple, but that's not really what you're asking. And how I know that is because this question came in through my inbox. Somebody who's been watching for a very long time, consuming the videos, loving the content, listening to the podcasts, wrote in and said, hey, I I noticed that you, know, you have other videos like guilty feelings for leaving an addict or an alcoholic or when to break up, but you don't have anything on actually how to say the damn thing, you know, that you want to get a divorce. And would you make that video for me? And I said, of course, of course I would, you know, and if you ever want me to make a video for you, you just go over to HeidiRain.com and, and ask, and I'm, I'm happy to do it. If, especially if I know it's going to help other people. And I know that this video is going to be, that this lesson is going to be extremely helpful for a lot of people. So we're going to have some twists and turns. We're going to, we're going to make some pit stops along the way. I'm going to tell you some things that you absolutely need to consider when you're telling somebody you want a divorce, the key important parts. I'm not going to drag it out and linger where it doesn't feel good. I'm going to get, get it in there and we're going to, we're, we're going to make it happen. Okay. So are we ready to go on this ride together? Very good. So I'm so glad you're here today. And by the way, if you're new, I just want to take a minute and say, welcome home. And I am so glad that you found me in this sea. I don't have other social media. This is it. The podcast and YouTube. This is how I, I sing my bird song and hopefully somebody resonates and, and hears the message and, and it, and it helps you. That's the goal. I I'm here to serve the underserved population. You know, addiction is, is everywhere, right? I mean, I mean, it is, it is an epidemic. And there's lots of help for people that are addicts or alcoholics. You you can go there are treatment centers all around the world. And in some places, I know it's a little harder than others. I help a lot of clients in other countries, South Africa, Australia, Switzerland, Germany. And I know that it's not as readily available as it, as it is here where I'm um, making this lesson from in, in America. But what I will say is there is still more help worldwide for people suffering from addiction than there is people who are impacted by that person's addiction. And that is the lost population that I am here to serve. And I do that a multitude of ways. This is my ministry where I come on YouTube and I, I go on my podcast and I give these sermons or lessons where I help you 
make some headway with the psychological and emotional damage that's been done to you throughout the course of your relationship and help you break free from any codependent patterns that you might be experiencing. But you know, this, this lesson is brought to you today by moi, by me. And I want to take a minute to say it's sponsored by HeidiRain.com, where over there, we actually have comprehensive courses and programs that you can purchase, that you can uh, choose to invest in, that you can come alongside of me in our semi-private small group, one of our small groups that you can learn about how to get more involved with us and go deeper with me and make this kind of a, a more intimate. Now I'm making lots of references today. I know, I know. It's, I don't know what's up with me, but I, I do want to be more intimate with you. I do want to have a deeper connection with you because I know that's how I'm going to make the biggest impact is if I can really come inside of your life. Oh God, we're, we're just going from bad to worse. Okay. Well, let's get into the video. Let's get into the lesson. Okay. Before we keep going down this dirty, dirty road. Anywho, so I took some notes because I thought, you know, we're going to go on this ride. I want to make sure I don't leave anything out. And so there's some guiding principles when you're considering telling somebody you want a divorce that you have to back up, skirt, beep, beep, beep. You have to back the truck up and you have to remember these things before you pull the trigger and actually have that conversation and say the end result, I want a divorce. When, when this person had written into me, and said, hey, will you make a video for me? And I thought, okay, let's, what's she really asking here? The underneath of what she was saying, and that's what good coaching does, right? We look at what you're asking, but underneath there's this other thing that really is the more important thing that we need to address before we address the other thing. And for her, it was this underlying fear that when she does ask for the divorce, because she knows that's what she wants, she knows that she's going to be happier if she does that. But the fear is what's going to happen when I say that thing? What's going to happen when I actually file? And if we're real, if we're honest about this, most of us who are in relationships or have been in really in relationship of any kind with an average alcoholic worry about what the outcome is going to be. And we always play out the worst case scenario. Don't we? we think to ourselves, they're going to hurt themselves. They're going to hurt somebody else. They're going to blow up. They're going to go on a bender. They're going to be homeless. They're going to be, I mean, we paint this picture and we start to tell ourselves a story of, well, I have to stay inside of this relationship because I want to prevent all those bad things from happening. So the first thing, the guiding principle that you need to know before you go into this conversation is you, it's not, you, you don't have that much power. You do not have that much power and you do not have that much control. Now, that's a great thing to know, right? Like, oh, I, I don't have that much power, but it's also a very sad thing to come to Jesus, to come to terms with too. I don't have that much power because if we're real, you've been trying to wield your magic wand in this scenario for a long time. And it's been like putting out nothing, blanks. Okay, it's been shooting blanks throughout this whole, oh my God, I literally... Can't stop with the things, with the metaphors, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop. Okay, I don't know why. I don't know what's wrong with me today. So, anywho, I I think that you know when you come to the understanding that you don't have that much control, then you you know in your gut, you know underneath of it all, you can't make anybody do anything, right? You are not the cause of anybody's. There's a cause and an effect of everything, right? And yes, we're all interconnected at some level, but to think that you are the cause of every person's behavior or that person's behavior, or you're the cause of whatever they're going to do next is an old message that you got taught a very long time ago. And so here's what we would do if we were inside of one of our coaching containers and we were working through this together. 
we would say, I would say to you, my love, I hear that you're afraid that your behavior, you saying you want a divorce is going to cause somebody to go homeless or cause somebody to blow up or cause somebody to go on a bender or cause somebody to hurt themselves or hurt somebody else. Let's, let's suspend this for a second and come back over here. And let me ask you, when was the first time in your life that you were told or got the sense or the feeling that you were directly responsible for somebody else's bad behavior? And we need to know these things. This is the pit stop on the way to the answer, because if you don't address and understand these deeper things that are going on within you, the real issues and the real fears and the real kind of like um, bottlenecks inside that are keeping the flow of your power, here's your personal power. And there's little kinks in your hose of your personal power, your history has some knots and some kinks in it that when we unlock and open that understanding, it doesn't just free you in this relationship. It frees you in your life in all aspects moving forward when you understand how to just be one powerful human being with no nothing blocked, nothing kinked and everything set free. And so that's the first thing is to know that you don't make anybody do anything. You are not that powerful. On the, in the in a good sense of the word and a bad sense. And also you have to know that in the good sense too, when somebody does do something that you don't, you don't take all the accolades and all the, you know, I was responsible for that. No, I mean, like when any good coach, you know, when I, I worked at a drug and alcohol treatment center for many years, I almost a decade and I helped thousands of addicts and I ran multiple programs there. My husband and I ran the family program at that treatment center before. Now we do it here virtually, but we ran the family program. I ran all the codependency programs and all of the uh, healthy relationship programs for 10 years, thousands of clients in and out. And every Wednesday we would have a commencement ceremony where they would be moving on and they'd stay with us for 30, 60 or 90 days. And, and it was just a beautiful thing. We'd have the stage set up where everybody would be able to share what they were doing and what they were going through and, um, you know, what their next step was and what they were, you know, just grateful for and share about their experience. And, and then inevitably, every time they get up, they want to give the thanks. Right. And they'd say, Oh, thank you. You know, my husband's name is Doug. They'd say, thank you, Doug and Heidi. Thank you, Doug and Heidi. You saved my life. You saved my life. You changed my life. Uh, you know, th that's the kind of thing that they would say. And, and that's really tempting for somebody who has an empty place in them and needs and likes to be filled up through other people's approval or accolades. It's really tempting to get hooked into that hero status. Like, oh yeah, I saved you. I saved you. But the truth is I didn't do anything. I held the space long enough for you to love yourself hard enough for you to pull yourself out of the abyss, right? That's what I did. And so when I give that credit back to that student or back to that client and say, no, you did the work, my love, that was you, then their personal power returns. See, when I say, oh, you helped me, you did everything, I'm still the victim. I don't have that personal power. You waved your magic wand and I'm all better, but that's not how this thing works. So you don't wave a wand and make any better and you don't wave a wand and make any anybody die either. That's not what this is. So when you really embrace that, now I could do a whole lesson just on being on, you have no power here, just that the person clicks the shoes and has the power in them at all times. Now that doesn't mean by any stretch of the imagination that you're going to ask for divorce and that bad thing is you're not going to happen. But what, let's say it does, let's say you ask for a divorce and they do go homeless. You ask for a divorce and they do get worse. You ask for a divorce and they do find themselves in a bad way. Are you able at that point 
to detach from personalizing and internalizing that behavior and making it about you instead of their personal journey. That's why it's not just an answer. It's not just a lesson. It's not just a video. It really is this relationship that you and I could form together um, when you come inside of the container for the coaching to really help you kind of think differently about these things at your core. And that's what codependency is. It's, it's a program we're running that makes us believe we are responsible for other people's behavior, good or bad. And we can't just as much as we can't take credit for their winnings and all of their, and it doesn't, don't you hate that? Let's say you're at work and you do something amazing or you're in your position or you're being coached or whatever, and you do something awesome and your coach or your supervisor is like, well, they, I, thank God I was here because they did it with me and I did it all and I'm so awesome. And if it weren't for me, you would be stuck and shit, you know, I mean, you hate that, right? So what we, we, we can't do that to other people as well. <clears throat> So we're not taking any responsibility for another person's actions. And we're going to do what I call, you know, always call hot potato, right? I got this little potato here. If you're watching the podcast, you can't see. I bought a little, you know, toy potato because I teach my students and, and our side of our programs how to play hot potato. When somebody gives you responsibility for their bad behavior, you put that hot potato right back and say, well, I'm so sorry that's happening to you. And that's, that's your, you know, and, and, and. But but I refuse to believe that I am that powerful because I know that I am not. I know that I am not that powerful. So that's the first principle that you have to know. Okay. The second thing you need to know when you when you, you know you can't make anybody do anything. The next thing you have to be absolutely sure of, and there's really only three things that we're going to talk about. I know I made more, but for this first video, let's just do <clears throat> let's just do three things. Okay. This, the second, the first thing is know that you're not going to make them do anything. And then you have to be Yoda-like in your ability to detach from the idea that it's your fault when something happens and let people's lives unfold without you feeling personally responsible for that. <clears throat> the next thing is you have to know and be sure before you say you want a divorce, that that is exactly what the hell you really want. It's, you have to search your soul and ask yourself, is there any part of me that is saying that I want a divorce as a manipulation tactic? That if I say I want a divorce, it's because I'm saying that because there's still a grain of hope that when I say that thing, that will be the ultimatum or the manipulation, same thing, to get you into treatment. We don't use divorce as a manipulation tactic. We only say we want to get a divorce whenever we decide that we are just unwilling to ride this ride anymore that we are in fact done. We are done. We know that there is too much water under the bridge. There is too much shrapnel to pick out. Even if you get better, this relationship isn't going to work. Now, again, I know this isn't like one long pitch for my program, but I do want to tell you, I know the things that you need to know. And one of those things to be sure of is, and what I help my students do is like, by the end of this time with me, uh, and however much time it takes, you know, it's, we always recommend at least three months minimum that you're staying inside of this container so that we can make some real headway. <clears throat> Just like I would recommend somebody stay in treatment for at least 90 days so they can make some headway. But what I want to tell you is you, in this side of this container, we spend an extraordinary amount of time 
making sure this is in fact exactly what you want. I have a systematic process. It's called the, the rapid discernment method. We also call it the rapid detachment method. We also call it the rapid decision method, but RDM for short, because it, it hits a lot of spots. I walk you through this seven step process in order to really make sure that this is in fact exactly what you want. And sometimes we need, I'm not sometimes, how we need that clarity all the time. Clarity is the power. Clarity is the power to be able to set forth your intention and know what it is you want and not waffle back and forth or get sucked into the manipulation. And so it's so important that you have given yourself the gift of the opportunity to figure this thing out. Because I know that there are so many students that tell me every time when they make this decision, you know, should I stay? Should I go? They get to the end of the course and they say to me, thank God I took the time to do figure that out with you, Heidi, because now I don't have any, I don't have any guilt. I know that I'm leaving this thing with no stone unturned, that I've absolutely done everything I can possibly do. And I can sleep at night knowing that I sleep very well. I'm full of peace. You want to leave a relationship with peace in your heart. If you can not anger, not rage, not resentment. You want to leave with peace. That is a conscious uncoupling. That is coming to this point where you know it's just run its course and you can leave with compassion in your heart and release and let go. Now, I know that sounds like ideal, but that's the world I, I, want, I want it to be ideal for you. I don't want you to keep suffering. You have a black belt in suffering. You shouldn't need to continue to do that. Then the third thing is once you know you aren't responsible for anybody's bad behavior. They're going to do what they're going to do no matter what you do. And you really own that and get that into your, you embody that into your soul and your spirit. Then you say, come to Jesus. What do I really want? Okay. And you make that crystal clear and you're aligned. There is no discrepancy in you. There's no confusion in you at all. And if there is come inside the course, come inside the coaching so that we can rectify that. Then, then you get to the third thing of how to tell somebody that you want a divorce. And this is really just logistics. And here, your personal power is in your personal plan. How are you going to tell them? Where are you going to tell them? When are you going to tell them? What happens? I know I'm rapid fire, but these are the things we need to know. And what are you, what are you going to do immediately after you tell them? These are the things you need to have into perspective before you even have the conversation. When do they need to be? And this is, again, I, I know, here we go again with the pitch, but honestly, this is the work that we do inside of our coaching is we help you figure that out. When do you want to have this done by? How are you filing? When? How are they served? Where are you going to have the conversation? And just 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 the overview of this, because this is a bigger conversation than just a, a, a lesson, a video, a podcast, because everybody's different. We have to take into consideration a lot of things, your safety, um, uh, children in the house, not children in the house, the living situation. There are lots of different things that we need to consider. So you need to know my personal power is in my personal plan of safety and security. I cannot worry, you cannot worry as a person who's going to say you want a divorce about what the hell they're going to do once you say this with their lives. You have to be absolutely secure in what you are going to do with your life, what steps you're going to take, what boundaries you're going to have in place, what communication is going to look like after you file. So here's the conversation. I recommend always, always having this conversation in a public place. It does not matter where that public place is, but there are other people around. Why? 
either you take somebody with you, you take somebody that's a good support with you, that knows your situation, that's a silent person, that's not going to chime in, that's not going to speak, not kind of rationalize or justify, is just a witness for you, which we call that be a witness. Don't talk, don't open your mouth, just watch me and hold my hand, okay? Or you have it, what you're going to say written down, and you know what you're going to say written down, and you have you go into a restaurant situation or somebody in a public scenario, and you sit down and you either read that thing or you say that thing. Now, here's where people get really tripped up. They get into a dissertation. I remember many years ago when I used to be in the corporate leadership development world, uh, I, I I worked for this company that we we had like Oh my God, it was, it didn't matter. We had a big thing in Vegas every year where all the trainers came and all the speakers and supervisors. And I was doing the training there on when and how to fire people. That's the training that I got. And I delivered this training. And it's like, you don't get into a big dissertation with anybody when you're firing somebody or you're divorcing somebody or you're letting somebody go. There's no need to justify at this point, rationalize, explain yourself. You're, you're, the decision has been made. So it just looks like we're letting you go. We're letting you go. Okay. I want a divorce. It is not because you don't do this. And because you haven't done that, what happens when you do that? You open the door for the defense. You open the door for them to walk through and give you every single reason. And here's the problem. Unlike when you're firing somebody and you've really had the shits of them and you don't care what they have to say, you love this person a little bit still, at least a little bit, right? So this is where the manipulation starts. This is where you give your reasons and they shoot every single one down. This is where you say and state how you feel and they just run circles around you, manipulating and gaslighting and making you question your own sanity and your own mind. And so this is why it's so important to have that witness or have write down everything, what, write down in a journal, why are you divorcing? Why is it that you're doing this? Why are, what are your reasons? You could even actually, you do not need an owe somebody a face-to-face -face explanation either if you know and believe that you're gonna be gaslit till five ways till Sunday. Then you send a letter, you just do the damn thing. Because you know your personal plan is, I know I get sucked into manipulation, or you know that you have a hard time. You know, I'm saying I as you. So what I think that would be better for you then is just write it out and down and hand it over in, a, in an envelope. Okay. Why well, I couldn't possibly do that. I couldn't possibly, after all these years and everything we've been through, write a letter and say I'm getting a divorce. But isn't it time for you to actually consider yourself in this equation? So what you're saying to me essentially is, Heidi, yeah, he's been hurting me for 25 fucking years. Don't I owe him a face to face to let him go? Honey, no. All right. We this, these are the kind of things that we want to not just give you the logistics of what to say, but I want to help you think differently about this kind of stuff, right? And that's what codependency recovery is. It's detaching from the idea that when somebody is causing you pain, you still fucking owe them something. You do not, you fucking do not, all right? Now let's look at me, I'm getting so fired up and this is the kind of energy and advocacy that you need on this journey. This is the advocacy that you need. You see how you fight for other people? Somebody needs to come and fight for you like you fight for other people. And I wanna be that person for you. I want to be your fighter while you're busy fighting for everybody else. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I know we just scratched the surface of this today, uh, but leave your comments. Your comments help us, um, to help the video get seen, help more people, because we know this is such a big place. It's by the grace of God that you found me in the first place. And I'm really glad that you did. And we want to continue to grow our community and share these resources with as many people as possible. 
So I love you. I know this has been helpful for you because I can feel it. I can feel it here. I, I feel like you're, I'm saying some things and you're like, oh shit. Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So again, once you say that thing, the next step is what are you going to do now? What's contact look like? You have to map all that out. What, are, what am I going to, you know, Hey, uh, I'm filing for divorce. You have 30 days to vacate the premises. Um, if you don't, you know, have your things out in 30 days, they will be bagged up. They will be donated all this in writing. You want to put this in writing and you want to give it to the person. And so now I could just do a video, just that the logistics, but again, it, that's not, that's like the bad sex, just get it over with. There's no happy, it's, it's not a happy ending because you're like, what the fuck was that? What did I just do? Saying the thing isn't what you really need to know. It's all the other stuff that prevents you from saying the thing that you need to know you need to say. That's the real work that we need to do. Okay. Then you need to set up your personal plan. So why don't you send me a message? Let me know what else you want to know. I'm happy to make a video for you. And until the next time, if you want more help, you want me to come alongside of you, go over to HeidiRain.com and request more information. I love you. I'll see you soon.